Chapter 8 An hour later, Laura woke up to the sound of crashing glass in the hallway and heard Dan's voice shouting in a drunken slur. He sounded angry, shouting ridiculous obscenities. She pulled on her yoga pants and sneakers and threw on one of Dan's t-shirts. Then she grabbed a room key and ran out the door and down the hall, figuring one of the rude men from outside had finally made him snap. Usually Dan's outbursts were directed at himself. When something upset him, he would pout or maybe break something. But this was always followed by instantaneous regret. They were more like tantrums. Only once had she ever seen him get violent toward another person, and that had not ended well. A while back, Dan had gotten into a fight with two boys after one of them made a remark about Laura's ass while they were walking into a bar. Dan hadn't initially done anything then, but just quietly let his anger stew and get the best of him. He'd let it ruin their date and just sat sulking and eyeing the guys as they left. But then he'd stood up and chased after them, where he was immediately jumped from behind by one hiding in the alley. Dan was lucky that they'd only punched him a few times. Secretly, Laura had even thought it was merciful of the boys to refrain from hitting him once he'd fallen. Instead, they just looked down on him in confusion, like the whole situation could have been avoided. They'd even given Laura the same look as they walked past her, shaking their heads. When she'd knelt to help him up, there was too much embarrassment in Dan's eyes for her to keep a straight face. The smirk on her lips back then had begun another chapter in their relationship. One where an invisible arm kept them at a slight distance from each other at all times. But never again did Laura think Dan would explode like that. But here she was, chasing after him through the green carpeted hallway of a shitty hotel as he wielded a cheap plastic iron like a machete, stabbing its flat heel into the walls and doors while screaming, come and get some, in an unfamiliar, tough guy tone. After her last jar dream, she'd put Dan to bed with the strong smell of booze on his breath and assumed that he would be out for good. But he must have been woken from a bad dream, too. Or perhaps the lewd comments the construction guys had said about her right in front of him had finally gotten to him. The front desk was closed up for the night. Earlier, when they'd been out smoking, she'd watched the attendant lock up the office and leave in a car with the janitor. This was currently a good thing, because otherwise, someone might have already called the authorities. But it became a tragically unfortunate detail as Laura rounded the corner just above the steps and was suddenly picked up from behind by a pair of rough and calloused hands. This faceless man grabbed her by the ribcage and hoisted her in the air like she was a toddler. Laura tried to scream, but one of the hands quickly covered her mouth. Then the man carried her down the stairs 
leaping down them two at a time. They passed the empty front desk. There was no one to help. No one to call the police. No one there to save her. He carried her right out the double glass doors and shoved her into the cab of a rusted old pickup truck. Then he buckled her in. As soon as his hand left her mouth, Laura started screaming. She beat and pulled at the shadowed figure as he worked the belt over her and shushed her in a scary, calm voice with a mild, southern drawl. Then he slammed the door shut. She tried to open it, but the door's handle had been removed. She cried, beating her fists against the window. Then she finally caught up with Dan. The men had pulled him out into the parking lot, and now he was lying just outside the door of the truck, being beaten by an entire crowd of them. There were dozens of shirtless bodies, with more spilling out of the motel every second. Some of the men had wooden signposts and were wielding them like axes. They would kill him for sure. Laura knew she was about to watch Dan die. But a sound startled her, and she turned as the driver's side door opened, and the shadow of a man threw in a majority of the things from her suitcase back inside the room. He tossed her clothing onto the floor at her feet, but delicately set her glasses on the dash. Then two of the men from outside climbed into the cab without a warning. She shut her eyes and screamed, but a moment passed. Laura realized that no one was touching her. The hands clutching to her arms were her own. Her eyes peeked open. The two men were just sitting beside her. One was sitting on the other one's lap due to lack of space. They were even sharing a seatbelt. The one on the bottom drummed his hands against the other's thighs, while the one on top looked down at her and smiled. Both of them were teenagers, and the lust in the top boy's eyes made it seem like he had never seen a girl this close up before. The expression on his face terrified her. He sucked his gums. He was missing several teeth. Whatever awful things this boy was keeping himself from doing to her, he was picturing very intensely in his mind. She felt the urge to punch him, but realized that they had built a strong wall between her and the open driver's side door. Then the darkened man climbed behind the wheel on the other side of them and started the engine and drove the truck past the fighting crowd and out onto the road. 